That means if you met God before anything was, standing on nothing, by the corner of nowhere, and if you were to walk up to him and shake his hand, you would be shaking hands with everything. What's up, y'all? Yeah, plug in. I'm good. It's raining outside, but, you know, ATX, the city, the real city, this is where you should be. Barely. That's very true. Could snow. The football teams. Shout out to the Texans, though. We pulled a dub off. She must be a Cowboys fan. She must be. Well, we pulled our dub against y'all, so. I understand the saltiness. Uh, that, was, that was a very interesting game. It, it really was, because we should have blew y'all out. Oh my gosh. I'm sure, I'm sure he did great. Y'all really are good, though. Yeah. to me is a mix of your purpose and aspirations so trying to see you in order to have your vision you have to know what your purpose is I believe because you can't put a vision together without your purpose and then a lot of times your purpose is also going to include aspirations because along with the purpose God has for you you also have aspirations of your own that align with his will so he'll allow them to kind of you know fall in place too so I believe it's a mixture of Aspirations and purpose. Vision and it 
relativity to actual eyesight. How do y'all feel about that? Or do you think that sight and vision should be two totally different things so that they are two totally different things? I, I mean, when I think about it, um, I think I've written on this um, before, and I always think of um, three people when I think about true, true vision, and that's like Stevie Wonder and Helen Keller mm. and... Um, but I think of them because like Kelly Keller, like she couldn't see, she couldn't speak, um, she couldn't hear, you know. But still, the woman was able to go on and do um, great things. So obviously, she had to have some form of vision. Yep. Right? Same with Stevie Wonder, like he cannot physically see and does not have like aspect and vision in that aspect, but. Obviously, that's something for what you want it to be, and just um, created this legacy. Right. Yeah, I think that that resonates more with me and in the way that I define vision. And I know, you know, I, I 100% agree. I won't say that right now. I 100% agree that, you know, you have to know your purpose in order to know and understand your vision. But for me, I think that vision comes in phases mm-hmm. um, and that it's not given to you all at once. And I think because of that, vision is more so associated with what you can see in your mind and what you can see in the invisible and not so much what you can see in the physical. Because a lot of times people get distracted by what they see in the physical and they forget their vision. Obviously, Stevie Wonder and Helen Keller don't have the opportunity to do that. So they have to fully rely on vision. And I feel like everyone should actually live from that perspective where they're fully reliant upon what they see and what God has shown them. I think that all true vision is actually from God. I don't think that someone who says they have a vision for something, I don't think that you can even have a vision unless God gave it to you. And you, some people may not associate that associate that with God, but I feel like he's, obviously he's the giver and the provider of everything, so vision has to fall within that as well. But I think that vision, purpose, and planning all go together in order to reach destiny. Yep. I think that sometimes, I think some people may actually have a vision before they know their purpose. This is, this is my opinion. Um, because they may see all of these things that they want to do, but yeah. may not know their purpose in that. And I'm, a, I'm an example of that. I knew I wanted to do all of these things, go to school, go to law school, you know, help people, give back. But I never understood my purpose until I got in real estate and I was able to put the vision that I have and my purpose together to come up with a plan that I believe will lead to my destiny. And so I think that they all coincide together because vision truly comes in phases. You may have gotten a portion of that vision when you were six and you may not get a portion, another portion until you're like 16. I think that it doesn't all come at one time and you may or may not know your purpose, but God may have given you a glimpse of a vision or something that he's asking you to do or calling you to do. And then later on, you may tie that into your purpose or maybe he gave you purpose first. I don't really think that they come in any chronological order. I think that it's all on God's timing on what part he gives you first or second or third or last. That makes sense. It reminds me of like Joseph and yeah. how, you know, he was having these dreams and trying to tell his brothers, hey, I'm seeing this and, you know, I don't really know what it means right now. And then in the end, it's like, oh, that's what you were doing there, God. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yep. That's a great example. It is. So, dictionary definition number two. The ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. Uh, the example sentence is, the organization had lost its vision and direction, which this is kind of what I just said. 
but yeah, y'all agree with that as a definition of living? Can you repeat it? The ability to think or plan the future with imagination or with wisdom. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, because you have to have, I believe imagination is given by God because that's a part of your free will. And um, although everything we do is according to His will, you know, we live for His will, His will includes our imagination to a certain degree, I believe, because He gave it to us. Um, so I, I think that that's a good example. I think my question would be, do you feel like because you say you don't have to have the vision for you don't have to have your your purpose before having your vision. Um, my question would be what what would stop you from being able to complete your vision if you didn't really understand your mis- your your purpose? Well, I don't think that you can or could you be stopped? I don't think that you can complete your vision without understanding your Yeah. Joseph had visions real early. I had visions when I was a kid. I was like, ooh, I saw myself doing this. And yeah. I see myself speaking to hundreds of thousands of people, but I didn't see what I was talking to them about until I discovered purpose. And now I can visualize, oh, this is what I'm going to be talking to people about. So, um, yeah, I think it comes not in any specific order, but it does come. And if you're close to God, He's going to show you all of them. And that's, that's the important part, having that relationship. Yep. Yeah, because your relationship will provide the strategy which is what you have to have because if you don't have a strategy you can't really you know enforce your vision the right way so being connected to the source as you said earlier um, helps you to be able to form a strategy that God will allow the Holy Spirit to allow you to see which will overall lead you back to your your purpose so (laughs) it's lit Hey, he was filled. Yeah, I mean, the Holy Spirit will put you in a trance sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. And so um, I think it's important to, you know, 
think about yourself, you know, futuristically, and to see yourself as being what someone like that always says, the highest vision that you're able to, what is your highest vision? Like, don't limit yep. your vision. And a lot of times, people limit themselves, and then they don't know, once they reach that, then they're like, well, dang, what do I do now? And that's why I think it's always important to write down and to think about the highest point that you can go to. Like I said, second of all, I want to speak to hundreds of people at one time. Well, how do you get there? And that's what the plan is for. So, um, and understanding that the plan could change too because that's, that's what gets a lot of people mixed up especially when you're a believer because you know you'll have it set up and then God will just throw you a curve and you'll be doing something completely different so a lot of time people will write the vision out make it plain not realizing that God will delete or insert something you know at any moment and you have to be really willing and understand that sometimes things aren't going to go the way that I plan but it doesn't mean that you're not you know walking in your vision you know your vision just got you know detoured or rerouted not even a detour yeah yeah rerouted yeah mm-hmm Nope. Like, like she's a vision? Yeah. Are your visions always pleasing, though, to your eye? Yeah. That's crazy, because think about somebody, we might have, I don't know where we said this. It was some event with some other believers but they were talking about if God showed you you know like the like people always ask like God just show me the next five years or seven years of my life like what's going to happen like but you know if God really did show us that how many people would actually be able to still complete the vision that was laid out for them that, that God laid out for them there is do you really want to know yeah it is Yep. Um, 
Back a tutu. Vision boards actually have been something I've been doing for the last three years now, and I love them. Um, at first, I thought it was cheesy. I was like, I'm not about to sit here and put all this stuff on this freaking board. Like, that's not about to do nothing. I need to just pray and work, and what I need to happen is going to happen. But then I really I decided to just do one. Um, the office I was working out of uh, back then, the whole office was doing it. So I, like, put one together. And then after I did mine, obviously being a believer, I prayed over it, too. So I was like, you know, I'm going to pray over my vision and all that. And then literally, like, that whole year, everything I started putting on my vision board, like, started coming to pass. Like, it was crazy. Like, I even threw a random picture of a dog on there just because like, it was just, like, a cool little drummer shepherd. I was like, oh, let me just stick this on my vision board. And then randomly, I got London, which I know I love how much I love London. And he's, like, my big baby, my son, my big 95-pound pit bull. And he was random. I was a random free dog just because of that. I put like Las Vegas on my on my vision board, and I wound up getting a free trip to Las Vegas that year, and like the flight and the hotel paid for. Like there it goes, and that was a little bit before BC. That was like a transition before before Christ into living for Christ. So it was kind of a gray, a gray area right there. But uh, I don't remember all the way, but it wasn't that bad, honestly. But either way, my vision board, literally everything on there came to pass. So I've done it each year, and each year I've seen what's happened on my vision boards actually come to life. Right now, I'm like halfway through the year. We did them with the young adults um, at, at Faith Culture Church, and half the things on my vision board have already come to pass now. So there's some other things that I'm waiting on. I was even thinking um, I put a random watch on there, and then I just got this watch, this Apple watch, randomly. Think about it. Exactly. Yeah. So... It's weird, but I got that from Shalil. Any of y'all know Shalil? She's lit. Plug in. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing lately. She's the bootlegger. No, we're just playing. We're not bootlegging anything. Do you really? <laughs> Rome, can we edit this out? <laughs> so we don't. I'm just playing. Yeah. Oh, we should do a power strip vision board. Ooh. Let's make a power strip vision board. Which one, the R8? Ooh, you lit. The R8? Fire. Uh, back a two two. Yeah. Uh, and I, I truly believe in that scripture. Like I've been saying all year, I feel like I'm living um, in that scripture. And I actually yeah. read my vision yesterday in preparation for this. That's what I saw that I wrote. You know, 
Multiple outlets. Yeah, meditation is good, but I want to encourage everybody, too, that's listening not to forget about actual time speaking to God, too. Because a lot of times we just like, yeah, I'm going to go pray. And you don't pray. You just sit and meditate, which, like you said, you have to do that. I totally agree. And I've got that from you, actually, since meeting you, spending time listening to God. But also prayer is it is petitioning to God. So you still do have to converse with God and you know build that relationship and let him know you know it's all about building a relationship so you want to hear from him but you want to speak to him too exactly probably most of the time <laughs> Based on what we wrote, and then you make a plan 
for the vision, and then you review and revise your vision, you evaluate your vision, am I doing what I said I was going to do, am I doing what I was born to do, am I still on track, um, without being afraid to give God something to adjust when we revise, because a lot of times we get so caught up in, this is what I'm supposed to do, I can't do anything else because this is what I'm supposed to do, and God may have given you a gift to do something else that maybe that might add to what you're doing, or maybe just saying, this is a different thing than you to be doing something else. Yep. You know, so um, those are the seven, I think those seven, yeah, the seven things uh, in writing your vision. Uh, I'll just go back and forth. And then say, we should definitely put this in the bottom of the website. Um, yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Meditate. Write all your, this is actually one of my posts on Instagram. Meditate. Write all your desires on your paper. season. I have a question. What do you do or how do you stay motivated when you have your vision, you know your vision, and you're trying to fulfill your vision, which is in, you know, includes your purpose and aspirations, but the people around you um, don't really see the purpose or the point or just feel like what you're doing is, you know, just non-productive like like Noah like Noah had to know God told him that it was going to rain they never even seen rain before and they're like dude you're crazy and but he still knew what God had shown him through his vision you know his dreams and he had to still feel fulfill his purpose how do you stay motivated when the people around you like even family sometimes your family doesn't understand your vision and your purpose or your closest friends yep Yeah. And so if he's telling you to do it, you have to rely on him to give you the strength to keep going. One of the quotes I have on here 
is uh, from God's house and all sorts. Don't let people come into your life and change your vision to do something good with them. Learn from others, but never become them. Mm. And so people will always come around with good ideas. Uh, and we thought we talked about this before, you know, like distractions with your vision. You know, sometimes it's not like, hey, let's go rob a bank. It's like, hey, I'm at this really great guy who has all this money and wants to do this, this, this. is a really great opportunity. Sometimes, especially with good people, distractions come like they're amazing opportunities and sometimes it's a detour so I think that's when the plan is really important um, you know to have that in place because it tells you what you shouldn't do as well as it tells you what you should do mm-hmm. but definitely just rely on God having faith trust in him is what keeps me you know focused and trusted in my vision I know I agree for me faith is the biggest thing in this yep. remembering that you know what you said, like this isn't about me, it's not about them. There's a greater purpose for all of this, and whatever that is for whoever you are, whatever your purpose is, like you need to stick with that and listen to what God told you to do, and then it'll all be provided. Um, you know, you may lose friends and family, but that's just kind of how it goes. You just have to be okay with that. And if they, you know, really love you like they say they do or claim they do, then. Support your vision. Yeah, and if they don't, it doesn't matter. It's just like people, there's always going to be somebody with that opinion. There's always going to be somebody who believes in everything that you have to say. People who will sign up and give all their energy to help you fulfill the vision because they believe in it and it coincides with theirs. So just to know that whatever your vision is, no matter if the people around you don't believe it, there's somebody that God has created as a resource for you to fulfill your vision and in turn you're going to help them, you know, do theirs with us. Yep. Blessings are about exchanging them with other people and not just for you. So even if whatever your vision is, your vision is never yep. just for you. Nope. It's never just for you. It's for whatever God is intending it for, but He's always about everybody and yep. not just an individual. Um, yeah, people forget that sometimes. I think something important that I learned over the last year, I was actually just praying about this the other day, is about vision dictating how you spend your time. And who you spend your time with. You know, vision dictating how you utilize your gas, how you utilize your money. You know, who are you spending your time with? Are these people helping you get close to your vision? Or are they wasting time because our time is extremely limited? You know, I think think that's one of the most important things that people our age and this generation have to get an understanding of that the people and the way that you spend your time with people really plays a part on how. Quickly, not even just about speed, but you know how how you work towards your vision. It, it can hinder you, it can push you, and it's about knowing like the people that are around. That's why I love you so much. Would you say about the back comes with like maturity? Because I think that like even just my twenty-one year old self, and oh yeah, and I guess well maybe that's before I had a clear purpose and vision for my life, but still, I, you know, like, I was retired running all time and I look back, it was like, I can't get that back. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now, if I find myself, I, I literally have moments where I, like, look around and I'm like, okay, this is not helping me. And I will quickly, like, like okay, I gotta go. Yep, I'm going out I'm like, I'm not going to go to the computer. No, I don't see how that is. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it does help me sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's intentional. I think, I don't know, I used to think that when I reached like 13 or 14, that I knew the difference in right and wrong, that I wasn't a child anymore, that I was, you know, not judged, 
like how I was judged like an adult, but I don't think that I was really an adult maybe until I was 23. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So, we have talked about vision. We have talked about what it means. We've talked about writing the vision. We've talked about, you know, all kinds of stuff about vision. But let's talk about having vision for real estate and having vision with your finances and how vision plays a role in your livelihood and, you know, as far as, you know, economic. Well, vision definitely plays a part in your finances because you have to see um, your end game, see where you're trying to go, what your goals are, um, what you're trying to drive in. You know, are you trying to have that Audi R8 or are you cool with your Honda Civic? Nothing's wrong with either option, but it's definitely a different planning process depending on which route you're going. Um, and I think a lot of time, especially millennials, we get caught up in vision, getting caught up in what you can actually see right now. We're like, man, I want to see it right now, right now, right now. Like people are wanting to invest in real estate and get the return, you know, invest today and get the return tomorrow. They want to be in stocks and hit big tomorrow. You know, they want to do whatever they're doing. It's all about what can I see tomorrow? We wrote a vision for the power strip, like what, 2017 and... 2016 I'm like what is all of this stuff and when is that going to happen and two years later we're like sitting in it right now this podcast I wrote this down and I've had it on my wall for quite some time and I was like and there's a there's question marks on everything that I have written down in a vision power of ideas has question marks by it because I'm like what is that I had no idea what it was but you know it didn't tarry it is here I waited and it's here now oh yeah that's something that um I'm always preaching in my YouTube videos, especially about real estate, is like whether you are like trying to become a realtor or an investor or even with buying a home, whatever it is, like patience, patience. Um, long yes. suffering. Yep. Um, you you cannot expect, like you said, those overnight returns, those instant you know, instant gratification, you gotta throw that out the way uh, out the, the window, you know. Mm-hmm. It's seriously all about delayed gratification. Um, you that just it is what it is. <laughs> I, I think that there's so many opportunities to utilize vision and the several the many definitions that we've talked about when it comes to thinking about real estate. I mean, even in you know visualizing the interior and the architecture, you know, um, visualizing your land and just so many things that you can imagine and put together for a home to live in or as an investor, you know, imagining a whole block of homes on your street. Yeah, and for businesses. And there's so much associated with real estate and vision that it's it's almost mind-blowing. But when I think about, you know, the traditional home buyer, I think that what Jacob had to say goes right into what traditional home buyers and people who have that, you know, that American dream or that that kingdom dream of owning and having dominion over their little territory um, that they call their home um, is understanding the process of accumulating and generating the money that it takes to do that, understanding what you have to sacrifice in order to do that, having a vision in your daily life that limits your budget, that limits how you spend your gas, like we were saying a second ago, that limits, you know, your grocery list that limits, you know, how many activities your kids are involved in, that limits, you know, how much how much you buy at Christmas time, you know, putting those boundaries around yourself financially is what sets you up 
to be able to purchase a home. And it takes vision to be able to commit to doing that because you have to understand the plan and the strategy to get you to the vision that you see at this house. Um, but I think, yeah, I think real estate has vision like all over it in so many areas, but that's what really sticks out to me. But yeah. That's good. That's good? Yeah. Oh, that's good, y'all. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> cool points. But yeah, I think... Um, we should have a vision party. We should have a power strip like vision party for us and we should invite other people if they want to come. Um, I think we should encourage that. I think that we should also encourage not only doing the vision board, I think that we should incorporate actually writing the vision because that's what yes. we were commanded to do and I think there's something so powerful about doing exactly what God told you to do, you know, so that you can read it and run with it, you know. Um, it's important. It's power in the word. Yeah, definitely. And so I think that we should have an event where we do both and yeah and see and you know maybe follow up with people the next year and be like okay what all tell us what you know actually came to pass that you wrote down that's what I was going to say too and I know our next podcast is going to be talking about influence but when you're speaking about vision it's key to surround yourself and share your vision with other people and hear what their vision is because a lot of times you'll see that a lot of, your purpose could be similar to somebody else's purpose mm -hmm. even though um, you know, it won't be exact. Some of the things that they've done, trial and error, you can learn from mm -hmm. and or even collaborate. So it's good to, you know, do things like you just said, like where we had a vision party where people are like, oh, you're doing this? I'm doing that too. I've already did this actually. Let me see like if some of my resources will help you with what you're doing now. So mm -hmm. it's big to keep the right people around you like you were saying earlier, but not just the right people around you, but sharing your vision um, with somebody else so they can kind of, you know, see where you're going and give you ideas and give you some feedback. Not that all feedback you have to accept because, you know, a lot of times you don't really because, you you know, you know what God has told you to do. But it's still good to just hear um, what other people have to say about the, the vision that, that you're taking part in. Yeah, they say uh, you go fast alone but um, further together. Yep. Yeah, but you, you like he was saying, you know, you can't have that conversation with someone who doesn't have vision, you know, without vision what happens. People perish. Yep, people perish. So, you know, you don't want to be spending your time pouring your vision into somebody who isn't good soil um, for the words that you have to say. You want to make sure that you're around people who can help you, like he was saying, grow your vision, give you good feedback, collaborate with you. So, make sure y'all's friends have vision, y'all. Don't be hanging out with people who, who don't have anything to see or have anything good to say and spend all their time watching crazy stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Like, nope. there's no vision uh, from, from middle school. He used to say, uh, you lay down with dogs, you gonna get fleas. Hello, and you gonna say. <laughs> and check what you're plugged into. We always say plug in. And, you yeah. know, sometimes you ever had, you ever plugged your charger in and then you plug, you put your phone on it and then you dipped off. You come back and it was just still just they dead. Even charged. Really even charged because sometimes we just be plugged up to the wrong thing or to dead power sources. Or you buy one of those Seven Eleven phone chargers and you plug it in, and now all of a sudden your Apple is blinking because you didn't get an Apple charger. So last week I went to New York and I bought these. Actually, I have phone charging cases for all of you guys. Um, and you know they've got a little Chinese symbol on it, so I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. It's not a movie. I didn't get it at the Apple store, so I'm just waiting for it to start blinking. But, you know, we'll but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us um, talk about vision. Make sure you follow us at The Power Strip on Instagram and follow us at The Power Strip on Facebook. Like our page. Leave us a comment. Tell us things that you'd like to hear about. Um, yeah. And if you have... 
you know, a reason you want to be on here and give us a topic and come talk to us about it and with us. We love that. We love guests. We like talking to people. I especially do. But yeah, um, write the vision and make it plain. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. This is the Power Strip on the Power of Ideas. Plug in, plug in.